You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Today's episode is all about what to do when your spouse has filed for a divorce. Wow, right? You didn't see that coming, or maybe you did, and now you don't know what to do. So let's keep it simple. We're going to be present. We're going to understand that offers are not official until they're final. We're not going to sign, share, split, move anything. And we're also going to understand that guilt and generosity have an expiration date. What does all this mean? It means that we have to muster the strength to move forward. We have to be present. Being present doesn't mean we are showing up at the courthouse tomorrow. That's not what it means. What it means is we can't put our head in the sand. What it means is if you received a letter from a lawyer, an email, you cannot throw it away, you cannot delete it, you cannot rip it up or put it in the drawer and act like it's not there. It's there and there is a case that has started. We have to be present. If your spouse has notified you that they intend to file for divorce, Make note of the date. And I know that in your head, you're thinking, oh, I know the date. I know the time. I know where I am. But write it down. Write down the date that you were notified of your spouse's intention to file for divorce. Now, I know you're thinking, well, why, why is that important? It's important because if you don't have access to certain bank accounts, if you don't have access to certain financial information, we need a date that we can at least start looking from to help figure out if things started to move and shift and transfers were being made in the weeks, months, days prior to that date or soon thereafter. So let's write down the date. If in fact you do have access to the account statements or information, I want you to be present and pay attention. Check your accounts. Do you still have access to everything you've always had access to? Are there any large transfers that you're seeing all of a sudden? It's really important for us to note the date, but we can only do that if we're being what? We're being present. Now, because this has come to you, and again, maybe it was just your spouse saying, I'm going to do this in the next couple of weeks, or I've been meeting with a lawyer, so maybe you should too. There's often talk about, I want you to have everything, or you take the house and I'll take the business, or I keep my account, you keep your account. You have whatever parenting schedule you want. Those are all offers. Those are great, but they're not official. They're not final. They're just offers. Be mindful of the offers that are being made in the early stages, especially when there's not a lawyer involved. How do we address and approach those offers that are made 
when we are grappling with the reality that a divorce is happening, we write them down. Remember when you offered for me to keep the house? Remember when you offered that I keep my retirement or that you wouldn't ask me for spousal support or that you would be willing to pay $1,000 a week for child support or whatever it is, write those things down. Doesn't make them official, doesn't make them anything but offers. But the great thing about having them written is that as we move forward in the process, whether that's mediation or whether that's direct lawyer negotiation, we can start from a place of, hey, can we talk about the offer that was previously made on the retirement accounts? Let's circle back to the offer that was made about the parenting schedule. But here's the funny thing about offers. Don't sign, split, move, accept an offer unless and until you are in the formal process. Formal process means we're working with a mediator who can help us navigate and understand the pros and cons of the offers that are being made, or who can make sure to memorialize the agreements that are reached, or we're each represented by attorneys and we have the information necessary to not just offer, but truly accept that offer. So at the starting point, when you are just receiving the information as it relates to the divorce process starting and the filing starting, be mindful and caution. Proceed with caution when dealing with offers made by your soon-to-be ex-spouse. So as a bright line, don't sign, split, or move anything until you have the assistance of a professional in the process. The other thing I want you to think about and to keep in mind are what we call artificial deadlines. If there has already been a case that is filed, there is a process and there are timing requirements. That's why I started out by saying, you cannot put your head in the sand, you cannot rip up the letter, you cannot put it in the drawer. Depending on where you live, you might have anywhere from a week to a month to respond and by respond, formally respond to the divorce filing. But you won't know that and you won't know the timing if you rip it up, delete it, put it in the drawer. So we can't do that. But what we can do is not get caught up in, you got to do this today. You have to sign on this right now. We won't be able to list the house or sell the car or get kids into college if you don't do this right now, right now, right now, right now. Those are artificial deadlines. You have the right to understand the process. Don't get overwhelmed by the emergent needs of your soon-to-be ex-spouse. If you are uncomfortable addressing those issues with them directly, then make sure you notify the attorney that you're working with or the mediator that you engage that you are being asked to make decisions in a short turnaround time and you don't yet have 
the information necessary to truly be able to make that decision. Slow the train down. While you can't stop it, while you can't move it back to the station, you can slow it down so that you have the opportunity to work through the process. Now, here's one thing about slowing the train down. We know that a divorce only goes as fast as the slowest person. But here's what happens when we go too slow. Generosity and feelings of guilt or resentment start to have expiration dates. What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is if your relationship has come to an end because of infidelity, and your spouse is being very generous because they feel guilty. That has an expiration date. That I feel bad only lasts so long. And here you're slowing things down, slowing things down, slowing things down. And all the while, the guilt is lessening, lessening, lessening. And what happens his resentment builds, 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 builds. So timing is everything. Generosity and guilt have an expiration date. It's really important that as we move through the process, we move through it with intention and action. We have to be intentional about what we're doing in the process, but we must take action steps even if this isn't a process that we would have wanted. You have to move through it because it's not going away. It's a really difficult space to find yourself on the other end of receiving news that your marriage is ended. Don't try to do this alone. I'm glad you're here and taking these few moments to really get a basic understanding of what to do next but don't let it stop here. There are incredible resources and information on the Grown Girl Divorce website about mental health resources, legal resources, and if you are in an unsafe environment, domestic violence resources. We also have a book list for yourself and children to help you as a part of the process. We know that this is a really, really challenging time. You need a support circle. Work with a therapist. Find an accountability friend that can help you make sure that you are getting exercise, that you're taking a walk or using some sort of meditation app to take care of your body physically because stress and anxiety can manifest itself with physical ailments all the time. And this is a very, very stressful process. Don't try to do this alone. You are not alone. There is a village around you. We are here to support you. We are glad that you came looking for this resource, but don't stop here. Please check out our other episodes with therapists, experts, and other women who have been where you are. They're great episodes on our podcast to help you throughout the process. We want to see you through this. And as a final note, we know that sharing is caring. And so if you know of someone who might be going through something, please share this information with them because you never know the support 
that they need and how this can be of help to them. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.